0: Hello, and welcome to the Designing with Love podcast. I am your host, Jackie Pellegrin, where my goal is to bring you information, tips, and tricks as an instructional designer. Hello, GCU students and alumni. Welcome to Episode 5 of the Designing with Love podcast. In this episode, I would like to discuss some ways we can incorporate Christian principles into our everyday work. This podcast will cover several principles such as servant leadership, the fruit of the Spirit, as outlined in the Bible, and how our work matters to God. So first, let's take a look at servant leadership and what that looks like in our daily work. We can look to the actions and teachings of Jesus as a model to be servant leaders in our work with others. He seems to be that perfect teacher, right? So one story in scripture that is an example of servant leadership is found in the gospel of John chapter 13, when Jesus washes the disciples' feet. So if you can put yourself in that position, and if you want to even pull up John chapter 13, it starts in verse 14. After Jesus finishes washing the disciples' feet, he explicitly tells them, and by extension to us, that we are to follow his example by saying to them, So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example. Again, that can be found in John chapter 13, verses 14 through 15. So if you have some time, you can pause this podcast if you want, or go back later and read through that. Maybe even before John chapter uh, 13, maybe you can even go into chapter 12. Or just read the whole chapter of John 13. It's pretty amazing because you can see what leads up to that. So with this story, Jesus is an example we are meant to follow so far as we are able to do. And there are so many other stories that we can pull from the scriptures of Jesus being able to be that example. The attitude of humble service should accompany all we do. It is not so much a matter of action as attitude. So think about that for a moment. Not so much a matter of action, but attitude. So as the saying goes, it's not so much what we say, it's what we do, right? But if the action that we are taking as servant leaders is not for the benefit of others, and it's not going to be for the greater good, and we don't have that sense of servant leadership attitude, Then it's really not going to mean much. So think about having that humble service towards others. Finally, the concept of servant leadership has received widespread attention in business and government in recent years. It arises not only in the Gospel of John, but also in many parts of the Bible. So if you've heard this buzz term, feel free to do some research on that. There's definitely different books out there that are available that people have written about servant leadership and what that looks like and how you can apply that to your daily work. Even if you don't hold a leadership position, you can still be a servant leader in your day-to-day work and you can follow the example of Jesus in what you do. Next, let's discuss the fruit of the spirit. In Galatians 5, 22 through 23, we find the fruit of the spirit, which are qualities that matter to God, that we extend to others in our daily lives. The Theology of Work website outlines how we can apply each of the qualities to our work, which can give us a fresh perspective and have a transformative effect on our workplaces. What I'll do is take a few moments in this podcast to break down each of the qualities in relation to our work. First, there's love. Love can transform our view of others such as colleagues, customers, and managers as image bearers of God rather than simply objects of utility in the course of our work. So think about those people that you are with day in and day out and what they mean to you. Love can also transform our view of work by recognizing the value it brings to others and to the world at large as well. So again, not just what work can do for us, but how we can recognize that value that it brings to others. Joy. Joy can arise from accomplishing something meaningful. Research shows that more satisfaction can come from our work than from a day at the beach. Think about that for a moment. You know, we, think, we might think, well, I would love to have a day at the beach where I don't do anything and where I can go on vacation and relax. Yes, it's good to have a balance in life, but think about how much accomplishment and satisfaction comes from our daily work, especially if it's something that we're passionate about and we know that we're helping others as well. So that's, that's a good analogy to think of, and the research does back that up. Next is peace. Peace creates an atmosphere conducive to creativity and teamwork, leading to new ideas that are beneficial for any organization. Many organizations today are looking for creativity and teamwork. If you look in different applications and job postings, you'll see that creativity and teamwork are qualities that organizations and hiring managers are looking for. Peace also means avoiding gossip, supporting others and contributing to the good of the organization. So think about how you can raise the bar and Not just follow the crowd of what everybody else is doing, but it's okay to be set apart. And when you have the peace from the fruit of the spirit, you can model that and you can live that out each day. Next is patience. Patience recognizes the need to consider the long term. In our increasingly short term world, we have seen far too many examples of individuals looking for shortcuts Pursuing short-term gain at the expense of longer-term outcomes, or simply leaving at the first sign of difficulty. So think about your current position at work and how you've seen those things happen and how people can lose their patience pretty quickly. So if you are able, as an employee in your job, to be able to show patience and stick it out and know that you don't have to leave, but you can be able to have that patience and see it through with any issue that you face, then that's amazing. Kindness. Kindness stands out when it is offered at work. For example, when a colleague recognizes their teammate is struggling and offers a hand or someone to talk with. For example, you could have an employee right there on your team that is struggling in their marriage and think about how maybe you could help that individual and their family through that situation. You may not be able to offer professional counseling, but by being there with them and helping them through that, by even just listening and offering support, that can make quite a difference. Another example is a teacher who sees behind the apparent rudeness of a student and looks for ways to help overcome a learning disability. So for those students that I have that are teachers, you probably relate to this and you've probably seen many examples of this in your students and how you've helped them overcome that because you care and you love them. In each case, the person sees others as an image bearer of God. So it all comes back to seeing that person as who they are and that they are an image of God. Generosity. Generosity can permeate an organization when it starts with the leader but can have a supportive impact no matter where it is practiced. So it doesn't always have to come from the leader. For example, giving a raise to the staff in a certain department, that can be seen as generosity, but it can be the little things that an employee or a team can do to help and support each other and to show that they they do care. So generosity can definitely come from any place and it can have just as much of an impact faithfulness faithfulness is demonstrated when you stick with a task to completion by being a person of your word and delivering what you promised or simply showing up even when you don't feel like it so think about those times when your manager has asked you to to do something to do a certain task and you may not feel like you really want to do that and it's not really something that you feel passionate about, but you know that it's something that you need to do for your job. So delivering on that and what you promised and showing up even when you don't feel like it is pretty amazing. So that's another area and another fruit of the spirit that I think is important as well. Next is gentleness. Gentleness is best seen in the hard conversations at work, such as during a disagreement A difficult performance review or even a termination. It can also be seen in the way a teacher challenges a student to do better in his or her studies. These types of hard conversations are done with a sense of humility in spite of a position of power, which allows for communication to trust and to flourish. So I hope this is something that I emulate with you. I, this is something I try to take all of these fruits of the spirit and gentleness is one that I want to make sure that I demonstrate to you as my students as well. So I want to challenge you, but also do it in a way that is gentle. So that way you can do the best you can in your studies, because it's going to help you in your future work as an instructional designer or e-learning developer or a curriculum developer. Lastly is self-control under the fruit of the spirit. Self-control is required in the face of temptation to cut a corner bend a rule, or act dishonestly because of a significant opportunity for gain. Self-control is greatly enhanced in the presence of mutual accountability and organizational systems that increase teamwork and interdependence. So think about how things in society have happened today where maybe you've seen something like this happen, where someone has cut a corner, they've bent a rule, or they've acted dishonestly because they wanted to have that either that financial gain or that personal gain. And you've seen that in action and you thought to yourself, that is not the way to live out uh, something. And that's not something I would want to do. I know for myself, I can speak for that. I have seen that happen in different companies that I've worked for. And at the end of the day, the individual usually regrets that and They end up not staying at the company very long uh, because they weren't able to exercise that self-control. So remember how much self-control is really important as well. So let's just go through each one of those. So we have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And if you wanted to go back to Galatians 5, through 23, and even read before and after that, I would encourage you to do that because the scripture is rich with all that information, and hopefully that's been helpful to expand upon that with the fruit of the Spirit. Lastly, let's go over how our work matters to God. According to an article written by Andy Mills, co-chair of the Theology of Work Project, Our work is part of God's big picture. God created all things, and he has revealed that in his sovereignty. So think about, for example, a tapestry. On the front of the tapestry, it looks beautiful. You can see what has been created. And let's just take the nativity scene, for example. You see a tapestry of the nativity scene, and you see how it's all interwoven. But if you were to turn over the tapestry, you see how it's all put together. It doesn't look as neat, but God is actually working behind the scenes and he is intertwining everything. And so that way, when you look at the finished product and the the big picture, then you see the beauty of it, but he's, he's working behind the scenes. So that's one example that someone told me one time that I really love because he like he likes us to see that he's part of that big picture. Furthermore, our actual work matters to God, both now and eternally. God has chosen to create men and women in his image to tend what he has created for his glory and for the betterment of humankind. In ways we can't fully understand, the good work we do now, both with him and for him, will survive into the new Jerusalem. Work itself has intrinsic value. So think about that. Think about how your work that you are doing for others has an eternal value and that it will survive into the New Jerusalem. So, when the Lord does return, he will be able to take all of those skills and everything that we've done for others, and that will survive and it won't perish. Next, God provides us with unique skills gifts, and talents, and calls us to particular roles and activities. Although the roles might have apparent differences in importance, our callings are equal because they are a spiritual calling. So it goes beyond the physical and more into the spiritual. There are no second-class callings from God. We are worthy of this calling if we are devoted in our relationship with Him and look to Him only for leadership and strength. So I like to think of it this way. And many people that I know that are also Christians also think this way as well, that even though we have a a physical boss and we have an earthly boss, at the end of the day, we answer to a heavenly boss. So that's how I think of it. And so I look to him only for my leadership and my strength. I may look to my actual manager here that I work for, uh, for the support and the guidance, but ultimately I know that that he's working through her. So that's a good way to look at it too. In addition, quality, character, and ethics are foundational for our work. So think about those three things as well, quality, character, and ethics. We are responsible not only for the quality of our work, but also for our faithfulness to God in the way we pursue that work and for our own good character while working. So we're technically held to a higher standard when we are followers of Christ and we do work on his behalf. So there is a video that I've seen of this, and also there's a TV show out there called The Chosen. You've probably heard of it. And there's a scene in The Chosen where Jesus is talking to someone who's not— he clearly says to Jesus, I'm not a believer— And he says to Jesus, or Jesus says to him, I'm sorry, he says to him, for those that don't believe, I don't expect much. But to those that follow me, I I expect much. So that's kind of the same, the way I think about my work is that because I'm a follower of Christ and I follow his principles in my day-to-day work, that I'm held to a higher standard. So in closing, I hope you have enjoyed this podcast today about how you can incorporate Christian principles into your daily work. The podcast covered several areas such as servant leadership, the fruit of the spirit, and how our work matters to God. In closing, I leave you with the following verse from Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord... You will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. So I hope you can take that verse with you and maybe make it your life verse if you don't already or put it up somewhere. And that's, some, that's a verse that I keep with me. And hopefully that will be an encouragement for you as well. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. thank you for taking some time to listen to this podcast episode today. Please take a moment to like the episode and share it with others so they can learn about this topic as well. Have a great day.